Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash nuclear revenge video. If you want to help me get revenge against the YouTube algorithm, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Sting2018, my performance review that became my manager's performance review. I was the top salesperson, by a large margin, at a location that was vastly underperforming. I was working with a business-to-business sales company. We sold services to companies, basically. And this company had managed to hire the most incompetent, lazy, and jealous sales manager I've ever come across. We were a team of five salespeople and a sales manager. All five of us salespeople hated our sales manager for various reasons, but we liked her personally. I was the top salesperson of the team. I was sitting at 170% of my yearly objective and was well on my way to President's Club. This is largely because I was the only salesperson on the team with real sales experience and the sales manager was too incompetent to train a team. So my VP came down for our yearly performance reviews and I was called in first. It was my VP and Mrs. B, short for which, I was expecting a positive performance review. Right off the bat, Mrs. B hits me with, OP, you know our location hasn't been performing at objective for a number of years, and we suspect this is because salespeople are misrepresenting their daily work. I'm taken aback. OP, I don't think you're actually doing what you say you're doing in your CRM. This is something that could get you fired. I looked at Mrs. B and I said, Really? She said, yeah. I hit her back with, I'm shocked you decided to go this route. Mrs. B with a confident smile said, we gotta do what it takes to get this location on objective. I said, all right, let's play a game. Mrs. B, pick a day, any day in the CRM, and let me prove to you that I went to all my appointments and did all my stops as recorded. Well, OP, I'm not saying you never go in the field. I just think some days you stay at home and put in BS notes in the CRM. I said, Mrs. B, pick a day, any day. Pick a day you think I lied about my sales activities. So Mrs. B picks a day. Now I'm smiling ear to ear and I'm freaking heated right now. I notice the VP smiling at me and his head is slanted to one side. I suspected he knew Mrs. B was about to get absolutely freaking owned. And he was right. So she gives me the day, and I turn to VP. Mr. VP, are you aware of how Android phones work? VP responds, enlighten me. I said, by default, Android has location services turned on. And in fact, Google will track where you went and when. Naturally, I carry my phone everywhere, so let's compare what Google says I did that day to what my CRM says. So I pull up my Google location services for that day, And surprise, surprise, is a match. Mrs. B is obviously very concerned at this point. I said, I'm actually quite enjoying this performance review. Let's pick another day, Mrs. B. Mrs. B fires back, we don't need to do that. I turn to the VP and say, Mr. VP, would you mind picking a day? He says, sure, what about XYZ? He pulls up my CRM. I pull my location services for that day. Guess what? It's a match. I then get ready to pull out the big guns. 
Mr. VP, do you remember company XYZ with a contract value of excess of 1 million that we lost recently? They say yes OP, I remember. Apparently our competitor won them over on price. We can't win them all. I say Mr. VP, here's an email from their VP basically stating that they've decided to not go with us for our failure to provide three samples for them to decide on which product worked best for them. They say, OP, can you forward that to me? Sure, not a problem, Mr. VP. Forward it over. I say, Mr. VP, while I'm at this, let me forward you over several email chains before this where I clearly asked Mrs. B to order those samples. In fact, in those very same email chains, she confirmed that she had in fact ordered the sample. He asked me to forward those emails, so I did. Now, Mr. VP, I have one more thing I'd like to bring to your attention. Do you mind if I step outside for a minute so I can show you? He said, sure. I need to have a talk with Mrs. B anyway. Now, I need to mention that several years prior to this, a general manager at another location assaulted a woman. The company was sued and lost a lot of money because of this. Since this incident, the company put in a very clear-cut policy. No relations between management and people who work for them. It's immediate termination for the manager. Now, another sales consultant in the office was named Joe. Joe was a married man with two beautiful kids and Mrs. B had the hots for him. She tried to hook up with him multiple times, twice on text. Joe and I had talked about if he should report this transgression. I walked into the sales office and said, Joe, I think it's time we get a new sales manager. You got those texts? He looks at me and goes, is today going to be the day? I said, today is going to be the day. All the sales staff knew what was going on. The mood in the office was lifted. Joe and I begin walking back to the conference room when the location manager who was not part of the performance review saw Joe and I and he asked, what's going on? Joe said, you're going to need to hire a new sales manager soon. Location manager was confused. He said he's coming into the meeting. We said, fine. I knocked on the door. Mr. VP said, come on in. So I did. There we stood, Joe, myself, and the location manager. Mrs. B knew exactly what was about to happen. We all took our seats, and I asked the VP, Mr. VP, I just want to clarify a company policy. They say, sure. I say, is it true that if a manager tried to engage in a sexual relationship with a direct report, that it's immediate termination for that manager? Mr. VP sits up straight takes a moment and goes, yes, if something like that came to my attention, my hands would be tied. I'd have to fire the manager. I said, well, Joe has something he wants to show you. Mrs. B got up and walked out of the conference room. She was about to cry, you could tell. Her world, her career had just completely wrecked and I don't think she wanted to be around for the end. Joe went on to tell the VP how he's a happily married man with two beautiful kids, and Mrs. B kept hitting on him. In fact, she had sent him numerous sexual texts, and on two occasions openly invited him to come hook up with her, once in the office and once at his home, even after he made it clear he wasn't going to hook up with her. Mr. VP asked to see the texts, and Joe provided them. The VP asked him to screenshot those and email those over. Joe said he would. Then the VP said, I'm going to need both of you to go back to the sales office. The location manager and I have some talking to do. We walked back into the sales office. I noticed the sales manager office had looked cleaned out. Apparently Mrs. B was bawling. She was a wreck and crying and said she was going home. 
Joe laughed and said, yeah, she won't be coming back. It was about 20 to 25 minutes when the VP came into the sales office and asked me to come to the conference room again, so I did. I sat down and the VP said, well, I would like to inform you that Mrs. B has been terminated effective immediately. With this being said, after your performance review and looking over your numbers, you are our top sales rep in this location and deserve nothing short of stellar remarks on your review, and you'll be getting that. I said, thank you. I do have one question. He said, sure, anything. I asked, how do I apply for the new sales manager job that just opened up? Mr. VP laughed and said, you sure do like to strike while the iron's hot, don't you? I said, I do. He said he would let the location manager know and I'd be able to put in my application. I thanked him and he said, no, thank you. In my 35 years of being in sales and sales management, that was by far the most interesting performance review I have ever witnessed. I did not end up getting promoted. I ended up quitting shortly after because they decided to not promote me and instead hired a guy with no sales experience to be our sales manager and this rubbed me the wrong way. Also, our service department sucked and couldn't deliver on what I was selling and another company offered me more money. If you were working at a place where you hated your manager and they had a very strict policy that said any manager should have no relations with any other employee or else it's immediate termination and you had evidence of them attempting something like that, would you feel any remorse about reporting them and watching them get terminated on the spot or considering it's a manager you wouldn't have liked, would you just not care? Let me know what you guys think is the right thing and what you would do in the comments down below. And our final story of the day is by an anonymous poster, Crappy Customer Gets Vandalized. I work at a restaurant where the employees are overworked and underpaid. Despite this, everyone's cool with each other and management. The evils that mess up our day are the customers and our by-the-book district manager who drops by every now and then. For about three months, we had someone in the men's bathroom come in and smear an ungodly amount of fecal matter all over the handicapped stall of the men's bathroom. Even sometimes they'll fling scat outside of the stall onto another toilet or a wall. Of course, management sends one of us peons to clean it up. Fortunately for me, I never had to as I worked the cash register. The one coworker who we'll call Arthur was who I'd call the personification of pettiness. He was crazy and had a smart mouth and an explosive temper when pushed too far. Me and Arthur were cool. I never had problems with him, but management always had him clean out the bathroom when it was poo smeared. One day, Arthur came in on his day off to get some food. After placing his order, he went to use the restroom. While there, he heard someone moan and groan having a massive poop storm in the handicap stall. He didn't think much of it, even when he smelled that god-awful scent. An older gentleman around 50 exited the stall. Arthur came out and noticed the smell was even stronger than before. Curious, he peeked into the stall and noticed the poop smears all over the place. Infuriated, he asked the old man if he had done that and why would he even? The old guy said with a scat-eating grin, Look, I don't care. I just want to ruin some poor freaker's day. Arthur was set the freak off, as he was that poor freaker. Initially, Arthur wanted to clock the guy right then and there, but in his own words, time slowed down around him and all he saw was red. Arthur didn't say anything to the man. Instead, he washed his hands and sat back down waiting for his food. He sat on the opposite end of the restaurant, but the location provided an overview of the entire floor. 
He could see the old guy at his booth munching away like nothing happened. Of course, someone complained that there was poop smeared all over, and one of the other employees that Arthur was cool with had to go clean up the mess. Arthur caught the old guy looking on at the situation and grinning to himself. Seeing that, Arthur thought the man needed to be taught a hard and hurtful lesson. The old guy finished his food and drove home. Little did he know that Arthur was following him. He ends up following the old guy to his home and stakes it out for an hour. Arthur does this for a couple of weeks, following him home, learning about this guy as quick as possible. Even on days off, he drove over to where he lived and followed him to both the restaurant and to his, old guy's, company. Arthur had gotten a rough idea of this guy's work and sleep schedule, so it was time to enact his revenge. Going by the information he acquired about the guy's activities and the neighborhood he lived in, Arthur figured out that this guy lived well enough to survive, but had no means of backup if something were to happen. Arthur had a three-part plan for him. First act, in the dead of the night, Arthur went to the old guy's house. He slashed one of the tires. The old guy drove a jeep, so Arthur opened the spare tire compartment and poked a small hole in it. The old guy woke up the following morning to find his tire flat. According to Arthur, the old man was on the phone freaking out because he was going to be running late for work and really didn't have the money to get a new tire. Not only that, to Arthur's surprise, the old guy didn't know how to change a tire. The old guy spent nearly two hours in the hot Texas morning heat on the phone with someone on how to put the spare tire on. This is important for later in this act. At this point, Arthur's foaming at the mouth with excitement. The old guy drove on the spare to work, only to find out that afternoon that the spare went flat. Even more frustrated, the old man drives the car to a nearby auto shop to get both tires serviced. Later that night, this time, Arthur slashed three out of four of his tires. Remember when old guy was on the phone getting instructions on how to get his tire fixed? Well, before that, he had called his car insurance company to get someone to come out and fix his tire. He was very loud, and the gist of the conversation was that the insurance company wouldn't come out and fix his tire and couldn't get them insured because all four tires weren't blown out. They said it would be easier and less expensive to just change the tire himself and get another. So later that night, Arthur slashed the other three tires, save for the new one. Arthur wasn't there the following morning, but he knew that the old guy surely had a meltdown. That, and he didn't show up to the restaurant for a month. Second act, piggybacking on the first act, Arthur would regularly check on old guy's car. When all the tires were replaced, Arthur went to the old guy's house late at night and poured a gallon and a half of sugar and bleach into the gas tank. His car had one of those manual gas covers instead of the modern button inside the car, so no one was none the wiser. In the morning, during Arthur's stakeouts, the old man started his car up and left for work, only to get halfway there before the car stopped working. So, old guy had to get his car towed to his house. The final act, Arthur got the old guy's name from the phone conversation and searched him on Facebook. He downloaded a couple of good pictures of him and created a few flyers. Due to the old guy's car being unusable, he wasn't able to come into the restaurant to do his usual crap, pun intended. Arthur printed the flyers out and posted them all over the restaurant. The flyers had a picture of the guy, his name, and described what he did in the bathrooms for the past few months. A few days later, the old guy comes in with a friend. The friend goes ahead and orders while the old guy runs to the bathroom. One of the co-workers spotted him and notifies everyone there, including the friend. 
Old guy starts to do his thing in the stall until he sees the flyer with his face on it. He storms out of the bathroom, flyer in hand, angrily demanding for the person responsible to step up to him. Arthur steps up in his uniform and claims responsibility. The old guy begins threatening to sue for slander and emotional damages and other offenses, to which Arthur simply says with an equally scat-eating grin, Look, I don't care, I just want to ruin some poor freaker's day. Old guy's soul momentarily leaves his body as he realizes that the same guy he confessed his crime to weeks ago was one of the employees. The managers arrive and ban the old guy from the restaurant. The old guy threatens to ram his car into the windows, to which Arthur says, Is your car a unicycle? Better check your tires, you poor freaker. Old guy then realizes that Arthur was behind the attacks. Banned from the restaurant, no hard evidence of Arthur's vandalism, and extreme embarrassment, old guy decides to bow out. Haven't seen or heard from him since. Unfortunately, fast forward a month and two nights ago, Arthur got arrested from fighting an off-duty officer at a convenience store. This story was a roller coaster and insane, like the lengths Arthur went to. All that, and they pulled all of it off, and then at the very end, OP's like, yeah, they went and fought an off-duty officer, so they got arrested. Considering all the stuff Arthur did in this story, it's somehow both an absolute surprise that they fought that officer at a convenience store, yet actually just makes so much sense. Arthur's a crazy dude. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of both of these stories, which one of the two was your personal favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. 